it is a very happy and proud time because we are delivering programming that is important to our community. Our volunteers are leaders within the association space, and we're all working together towards this mission of creating a space where Latinos can be elevated. If you're looking for someone, you know, in a leadership position, you're looking for that next CEO and you're looking for someone who's diverse, you can come to our group and you'll find the candidate that you need. is Associations Thrive, the podcast celebrating successful associations and their leaders. I'm your host, Joanna Pineda, CEO and Chief Troublemaker at Matrix Group International. Listen in as top association executives tell all, revealing the creative and innovative ways they're increasing membership, generating revenue, nurturing engagement, and reimagining their organizations. By the way, if you've launched a new initiative, created new member services, or updated your governance structure and are seeing great results, I want to hear your story and so do my listeners. I'd love to have you as a guest. Go to podcast.matrixgroup.net and apply to be on Associations Thrive. Now let's dive into this week's show. Today, I'm speaking with Josie Hernandez. She is board president of Association Latinos. Josie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joanne. I'm excited to be here. So Josie, tell us about Association Latinos. Yes, Association Latinos is a nonprofit organization. We have been around since 2020, and we became a nonprofit last year. So we are just completing our first year of being a nonprofit. Our mission is to increase and advance Latino leadership, representation, and inclusion in associations. We came about in Chicago. We are a national organization, but our story starts in Chicago. There are five founders. I am one of them. And we were all members of Association Forum. And one of our founders, Norma Castrejon, was a very active volunteer at the forum back in 2020. And we were, it was probably very similar to this time of year. And she made an observation and she said, it's Hispanic Heritage Month and I'm not sure we have any programming for it. Ah. And so then she was given an opportunity and said, hey, we have this new study that was just done. Let's take this opportunity and create a webinar and let's get the Latinx perspective. And it was a DEI study that was done with a group of associations in the Chicago area. And it was talking about the outcomes of this study. And so Norma reached out to her network and it was myself and Jose Segarra, Carlos Cárdenas and Jay Carino. We all got together and started preparing this webinar. And one of the things that really stuck out to us and the theme, uh, one of the outcomes was that the study revealed that people, you know, or CEOs, execs said that they wanted to diversify and have a leadership pipeline to diversity, but that they couldn't find qualified candidates. Ah. And so that really struck a chord because we all looked at each other and we raised our hand and we said, there's five of us right here. Why can't you find us? We know we're here. We know we're qualified. 
we want to grow. We want our careers to grow as well. And so that happened, that left an impression. And at the same time, we just had such a great chemistry and working relationship. We enjoyed working with each other. We enjoyed the, the process of collaborating with each other on this very important project. So we then just continued to meet. And then we decided to start a community online and we started a page and it's Association Latinos and it's been there since 2020. And we just started posting content and then we delivered a webinar. We put out a newsletter and our followers started to grow. And last year we decided that it was time that we had received enough positive feedback from the community that we really felt we wanted to take it to the next level and become a nonprofit. And we are still growing. We took on volunteers last year. So this 2023 is our first year with volunteers. Being a nonprofit, we took on some sponsors. And right now, this month, you are seeing really the results of all of this effort. And it is a very happy and proud time because we are delivering programming that is important to our community. Our volunteers are leaders within the association space, and we're all working together towards this mission of creating a space where Latinos can be elevated. If you're looking for someone, you know, in a leadership position, you're looking for that next CEO and you're looking for someone who's diverse, you can come to our group and you'll find the candidate that you need. So it sounds like what you were finding as a result of the study is that you enjoyed working together, and then you said, let's formalize it. So Association Latinos is now a 501c3 organization. It's a big deal to make the decision to become a formal organization. How did that come about, and what kind of support are you getting to fund these? And I'm mindful of the fact that you're all volunteers at this point. Yes, we are. That's a really great question. And I think that speaks just to the commitment that we each individually feel to the cause that we're working toward and also to the success that we've had so far and really being able to provide content to support the community. And also within the leadership of our organizations that are our associations, Association Forum and ASAE, We've had partnerships with both of those organizations. So we have found support through them and have been able to collaborate with them as well. Of course, it is a big decision to become a nonprofit. That means you're making that commitment to that level. And one of the first things we had to do to shift was to work toward becoming a sustainable organization and taking on sponsors. We're growing based on the needs of the community and then we're building our organization. So we've taken on sponsorship, understanding the importance of becoming financially stable and sustainable for the future. And then continuing to grow, looking at our infrastructure as we plan for the future. So we're all very committed to this community. Really, that's what drives us. Let's talk about Association Latinos in a second. But before we do, let's talk about your journey. So you're board president, you're also executive director of an association. So tell us how you found the association profession. As all of us say, right, we were not aware of it. Yes. Prior to starting it. And for me, this was actually a second career. When I graduated, I went to work in retail management. Retail is really my passion. 
I was managing a group of stores for Retail Brand Alliance, also known as Casual Corner Stores. Yes, yes, I remember Casual Corner. Yes. And so I worked there for a long time and I managed the location on Michigan Avenue when they went out of business. So they went out of business and I had my daughter, you know, she was about three years old at that time. So I decided to take a break for one year, knowing that I couldn't stay out of, you know, working if I wanted to continue working for that long. And when I was ready to re-engage full-time, I decided that I needed a shift so that I could have a better work-life balance. And someone was working at an association and told me they had an opening and I applied and started my second career. Amazing. So tell us what position did you have at your first association and how did you keep moving up? Oh, wow. That's a great question that you asked because I think it's a good example. So I started out as instructor and greater coordinator, I believe. I started as a coordinator. So I was in a space where it was an opportunity and you know, I just wanted to kind of start over. So I did give up a certain percentage of, you know, from my previous career. But I worked at this organization for seven years. Within those seven years, I was promoted four times. Wow. And so it was on my mind to be able to leverage the skills that I already had and learn an association. I'm very sales driven. And so that's fun for me to apply those tactics to the work that we do. And also, you know, working with volunteers, it comes very naturally to me. So I really enjoyed it. But that was a real exercise in wanting, you know, feeling the need to want to achieve my full potential. Also having to make the decision that I needed to move to another organization to continue to grow. And so those are, you know, tough decisions that you have to make as well. But All of that gave me the experience to being able to be where I am now, serving as executive director. Wow. Well, congratulations. Let's turn to Association Latinos because you all are growing and thriving. It is Hispanic Heritage Month, and it's September 15th to October 15th, right? Yes. So what kind of programming are you doing to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? Well, we are really excited about Hispanic Heritage Month. This is the first year, I think, that we've done programming fully in support of Association Latinos. We've partnered with other organizations in the past. And actually, our content calendar is so full, but it's so exciting. For those of us that follow, I think the first thing that we introduced was a Spotify playlist where we invited the community to add their songs to it as well. Oh, we'll have to put a link in the show notes. Yes, we will. So we have a shared playlist and then follow that up with, we have fun Viennese posts every Friday. And one of the posts was to share a memory of a song that's on the playlist or, you know, a song from your, you growing up and, you know, ah. why you liked it and the memory that it brought back. This kind of came from, you know, as I, I was participating in building the playlist, I wanted to make sure that I was sharing songs from when I grew up, some songs that I considered the classics that I wanted to be represented. I myself personally, I'm Mexican-American from Chicago. My parents were from Zacatecas. So that's the other really beautiful thing that many people may not be aware of Latinos, how diverse we are. 
And so I felt that it was, you know, the songs that I contributed were also sharing my background and my story, which is very different from the next person that's contributing to that playlist. So going through that process, you know, there were songs that brought very relevant memories. And then also as you grow up and you have your own taste, right, you have your own songs that you like and adding those to the playlist as well. It was a a fun experience for me. You know, you make a really good point about how diverse the community is. So I grew up in San Francisco and growing up, we didn't really talk about Latinos. We talked about the Mexicans and the Salvadorans and the Guatemalans and the Nicaraguans. And there was a club for every group. It wasn't this monolithic group. I find that in some parts of the country, they tend to be viewed more monolithically. But certainly in the San Francisco Bay Area, it is very diverse. And that's kind of how I grew up. And I think to your point, culturally, they can be very distinct and very different, but we should be celebrating them all. Yeah, definitely. And that's part of what we have the opportunity to do as well through our posts, right? Highlighting different parts of the culture. And by that way, people know that we are not monolithic, that there is a lot of diversity within us. And a lot of what we've shared also, we have our Latinx treasures page on our website where you can go and you can find, you know, lists of books and movies that our community has submitted. And then you also, again, have the option to submit your own submission for something that you'd like to see shared there. So one of the things I can say about our intention and the work that we do is always finding ways to engage the community to be part of us because we are here to create that space and to serve our members and our followers. So Josie, you've got an event coming up called Latina Equal Pay Day. Tell us about this. It's coming up on October 5th. This sounds really intriguing. Yes, we are very excited about this event. I think this event represents the mission of Association Latinos, which is to create programming that will inform and empower the community. We actually wanted to put this on last year and, you know, speaking to the growth and what we've been able to do by bringing on volunteers It has taken us some time to build this program. And so it's been because of those volunteers in place that we've been able to put this and offer it this year. And Josie, give us some background. So why have a Latina equal pay event? Many people aren't aware of the wage gap that there is. So the goal of this event is to inform people that there is a wage gap for Latina women So what it currently is right now is Latina women earned 54 cents on the dollar compared to white men's earning in 2022. Ah. The Latina Equal Pay Day this year is October 5th. So that will be the day that marks that how much more a Latina had to work in order to make the same amount that a white man earned in all of 2022. So our intention with this is one, to share that knowledge And then talk about the importance of being able to negotiate your salary, to understand that if you are starting out in your career, the importance of understanding what that starting salary pay, how that can impact you over the course of your lifetime in your earnings ability. Because if you start at a certain level, you have to get that to the place where you work harder. Right, right, right. Yeah. So what we're sharing is one, that knowledge that people may not have. The other is, well, then how do I negotiate it? What is it that I need to know to be able to do that? 
what is it that I need to know to understand what equitable pay is for me and where I am right now? So that's what our first session focuses on. And then the second session talks about once you're working within your career, how do you advance your career? How do you ask for a promotion? How do you seek a pay raise? And, you know, it really will dig into like the how-to of that. And so we're really proud of this programming because, again, many times people aren't even aware that this exists. It may be part of what their reality is, but they can't put it in the context of what it means and how they can potentially change it. Then we want to offer the steps in order to be able to make a change. So this sounds multi-pronged in the sense that you're really trying to raise awareness of the issue on the part of the Latinas and probably employers as well, and then giving Latina women strategies for really addressing this. I love this. Josie, you've got an awards program coming up on October 12th. I'm super excited about this because we get to be part of this. So tell us about this. Why is this important? Yes, thank you. We are so excited. We have our Hispanic Heritage and Latinx Month celebration partnered with our awards ceremony. It is our inaugural awards ceremony. With many of your listeners being in the association space, I think we all recognize the importance of having awards, right? We want to recognize our members and our professionals for their excellence in the work that they do. To us, the awards exemplify the mission of Association Latinos, right? We want to recognize someone for their excellence. It's an opportunity to elevate them. And by having someone that looks like you, that sets the example, someone that you can model and say, look at all of the things this person was able to accomplish, or look at the characteristics and the leadership and the skills that this person has. Because I can see them, I can be them, right? And so those awards and our inaugural recipients are so important to be able to set the standard for our community and exemplify what excellence is. And that's why we're so excited. And we firmly believe we're going to be celebrating these awards in 20 years. And our inaugural recipients are setting the standard for future excellence for our community. Boy, and I've seen, or you've told me the list of people, and they are incredibly prominent and accomplished. Yes, we are uh, very excited. We have two awards. Juan Amador is receiving the Estrella Award, and the Estrella Award is for an executive that has been working in the association space for over 10 years. And our other award is the Inspira Award, which is an award focused for someone who is starting in the association space, in the association career. And our recipient for that award is Michael Pereira. So yes, they are both very impressive, and we are so honored to be able to offer this award to them. Josie, the event is going to be hybrid. It's kind of interesting. So the event is in Chicago and in D.C., or actually in the D.C. area, and my company, Matrix Group, is actually hosting the in-person event. So proud to be able to do that because we've got the space, and I said to Carlos, one of your board members, come on down. So it's really innovative of you to, you know, from the get-go, decide that this is going to be a hybrid event? Yes, this is very important to us because we do have a community both in Chicago and Washington, D.C. And I think this is one of the reasons why we have been successful so far is because we, again, are here to serve our community. And it was important for us to be able to celebrate in both places to have a celebration for our community to come out as a group in our own celebration. 
And it just speaks to the strength of those two communities and the leadership within it. And it was important for us to be able to honor them. Boy, I love this. Sounds like what you're doing with Association Latinos is really creating a community so that people can really support each other. But also what you're doing is creating leadership opportunities for the professionals and giving them visibility and prominence so that they have their own space where they can be stars. Definitely. That is exactly our goal. It speaks to, again, what I said, when people say we can't find Latino leaders, we are a space where you can come and find them. And the association space is very welcoming. It's tight-knit. It also can be very difficult to find an opportunity to lead and serve on a volunteer committee. It's very competitive. And so what we also do is we say, if you have an idea and you want to make it happen, because there's also a lot of power in that, right? What does everyone say? How do you build your network? How do you build your career? You build your career through your network. And in order to build your network, you have to have a space to be able to show your skills, to complete a project, to work with other people outside of your organization. And when that's competitive and you don't have the opportunity to do that, Association Latinos provides you a space to come with their idea and make it happen. And we've seen that over and over with many of the projects that we've done and things that we've been able to do. So that is really an element of what we have to offer as well. Josie, there's another element to this, and that is, I know that ASAE as an organization, the American Society of Association Executives, is also trying to attract more people of color to the profession. So what would you say to young Latinos who are thinking about their careers? Why become an association executive? You switched over. This is your second career. And it looks like you're happy and thriving. So why pursue a career in association management? I think the balance of having a career in association management, as many others also share, is that you really have an opportunity to do your work in a mission-driven space. You have the opportunity to choose the organization with which you work for, and your work is in support of their mission. And when we look at associations, you know, they're all really there to advance their group of professionals. And so you have a reason for everything that you do because you know that the work that you're doing is making a difference. I mean, I feel so strongly about that and the work that we accomplish for Association Latinos and also for the organization in which I serve as executive director. Everything that you do, everything that you put into it has a direct impact on the improvement for the members of the organization. So if you're looking for a career in which you can also thrive economically, also your desire of fulfilling the skills that you have. You also have the opportunity to advance the mission and believe in the mission of the organization that you're working for. That's beautiful and a great advertisement for working in the association space. Josie, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Congratulations. It sounds like you're having a wonderful year. I hope that you will come back next year and give us an update on how Association Latinos is thriving and growing. And I think you've got a goal of 2,000 supporters this year, and it sounds like you're close. I know that by next year, it's you're going to blow that number out of the water. So please come back next year. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Joanna. I look forward to it. Thanks for listening to Associations Thrive. We're so glad to have you here. 
You know, my personal mission and the mission of my company, Matrix Group International, is to help associations and nonprofits increase membership, generate revenue, and thrive in the digital space. I want to hear stories of how your organization is thriving in today's challenging landscape. Please apply to be on my show by going to podcast.matrixgroup.net. By the way, do you need help with a digital initiative? Maybe it's a website redesign, a new membership database, or a hybrid meeting that you're planning. I'd love to connect with you. Please visit the Matrix Group website at matrixgroup.net. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Associations Thrive. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a five-star rating, post a comment, and share it with your colleagues and friends. Bye.